three, two, one. Do it. Practice. Squad. Practice. Squad. Practice. Squad. All right, let's see some hustle out there. It's the Practice Squad Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Austin, and today I've got Kurt with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Filling in for the slackers. Yeah, Jason had to go have a baby. Well, his wife had the baby, but uh, he's a little busy this week. That's okay. He's taking all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had faith in him, but uh, Kurt's with me. This is the Practice Squad Podcast, the best podcast you've never heard of, talking about the best players you've never heard of, our old slogan. I like it still. Might apply a little bit today. But uh, yeah, um, long time since we had Kurt on, and we're going to talk some college football today, because it's uh, big news arising in college football. Exciting times. Yeah, yeah. We got the conference championships coming up this weekend, and... We're getting ready for the playoffs yep. and bowl games. Setting up for the playoffs, and every game matters now, of course, as it always does. Uh, every little bit will change the playoff standings. But, uh, yeah, we're going to just start off uh, talking about some of the conference games, like Kurt said, and go through most of the conferences, uh, starting with the smaller conferences and working our way up to the biggest games. So, first off... We got the Mac, and Northern Illinois at seven and five is playing Buffalo at ten and two. Who do you think is going to yeah. win this, Kurt? I think, uh, man, I'm going to go with Northern Illinois. Man, they lost. They lost the last two games, but I, I just have faith in them. <laughs> and that's exactly why I went against them and picked Buffalo. <laughs> Who's only lost two games all year. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know a lot about college football, but that was my gut feeling. So Yeah, I don't know much about these two teams either. So it's just a guessing game, and we'll (laughs) see who wins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the Sun Belt, we got Louisiana Lafayette at Appalachian State. Louisiana is 7-5. Appalachian State is 9-2. I am going with Appalachian State again uh, with more wins lately and only two losses on the season. How do you see this one going, Kurt? I got uh, Louisiana Lafayette, um, the good old Raging Cajuns. Uh, they traditionally do pretty well in bowl. Well, I guess this isn't a bowl game, but mm-hmm. um, they've had some pretty good years lately. But, you know, Appalachian State's big. Big name for a little school. Yeah, yep, yep. They've had some big wins in their history. Yeah, uh, yeah. So moving on to the USA conference, we've got Middle Tennessee at eight and four playing UAB at nine and three. Both are seven and one in that conference. So Kurt, who is your winner? I pick UAB. I have nothing to tell you about them, but. <laughs> Deep down in my heart, I think they're going to win. Okay. Well, again, we disagree, and I have Middle Tennessee winning this one. Uh, 
don't remember, but I looked at their most recent games and they gave me more confidence in how they were playing lately. So that's how I see that turning out. Moving on to some teams we may know a little bit about. In the Mountain West, we've got Fresno State and Boise State, both 10-2 and and 7-1 and in that conference. Uh, I picked Boise State. Uh, they're ranked a little bit higher, so I think that helped their chances in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Kurt? I also picked Boise State as well. Um, hey, we match. <laughs> yeah, first time. Um, yeah, they, both teams have doing, been doing pretty good this year, actually. Uh, so it should be a pretty exciting game. Yeah. It's on ESPN, so they must. Ooh. Moving to the Pac-12, we've got 17th ranked Utah versus 11th ranked Washington, both nine and three. Um, what do you think about this one, Kurt? I picked Washington because uh, they already beat Utah earlier in this season, and uh, just kind of look like the better team this year. Yeah, I had Washington as well, and they impressed me more lately. They beat number eight Washington. This just past their past, their last game, twenty eight to fifteen. So I think they're feeling pretty good heading into this game. So, moving to the AAC, we've got Memphis at eight and four versus the undefeated US, UCF. UCF. <laughs> Man, I was really vote or rooting for UCF. I had been keeping my eye on McKenzie Milton for the past couple of years as he's been one of the better quarterbacks in college football, in my opinion. Unfortunately, he got injured, didn't he? Yes, he did last week. Uh, brutal injury. Sounds like he's recovering well, though. Um, saw a little update on him uh, today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he heals up pretty soon. I didn't actually watch the play. I don't know if I really need to, but uh, <laughs> I picked UCF. I was really like, well, they just lost their their quarterback, so is is are we going to see kind of an upset in the making here? But I feel like UCF is probably a very good, well-rounded team enough, and Memphis looked to be sort of struggling in my mind, or at least not playing up to the same caliber. So I went with UCF. What's your pick? I also picked UCF uh, just because I want them to go undefeated this year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's not looking like they're going to make the playoffs, but I want to make a, I want them to make a statement again this year and be like, Hey, pay attention to us. So we can, yeah, we can, Go undefeated. We deserve a shot in the playoffs. That's what and, the playoffs should be for, <laughs> in some yeah. ways. And maybe they should expand it to eight teams. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, one other note on this game is Memphis has a running back, which I believe Jason mentioned mm-hmm. a few episodes ago by the name of Daryl Henderson. He's still... Uh, doing quite well. He's second in the in the whole NCAA or the whole FBS, I guess. Uh, with sixteen hundred ninety nine yards and nineteen touchdowns. Uh, so that'll be a guy to watch. I think he's going to be somebody that pops up in the draft process, uh, whether it's this year or next year. I don't really know what 
he is. He's a junior. So he might go pro this year, he might go next year. I'm not in, in draft talk that much yet, but certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Yes. Uh, I did talk to uh, Jason a little bit about him off off air, and yeah. we were both pretty excited about him. Yeah, yeah. So more on that later, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's he was pretty much seems like he's been the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could put the team on his back and get a get a huge win for Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now to some really big games. Uh, let's talk about the Big 12 championship with number 14, Texas, taking on number 5, Oklahoma. Texas at 9-3, and three, Oklahoma at 11-1. and one. Uh, Unsurprisingly, we both uh, went with Oklahoma. Uh, yes. what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh so Oklahoma and Texas played earlier this year, and Texas beat them at the end of the game. Dicker, the kicker, made the final kick to win it for him. That was an extremely exciting game to watch, uh, and I hope that this game will be just the same. But yeah. I think Oklahoma is going to win it. Um, but you never know, and it, they have to win it because just to give them a shot for the playoffs. If they yep. lose, they're they're out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went with Oklahoma because I'm very, very high on their quarterback, as a lot of people are, Kyler Murray. I've been watching it all year, and his QBR, which is the quarterback ranking by ESPN, is at 95.1, highest in FBS. And that will be one of the top all-time since 2004 when they first made the number, the QBR. So I think that's going to trump. It's going to trump the matchup, and I think Kyler can really make some huge plays and put the team on his back. So that's why yeah, I had Oklahoma. It's definitely going to be an offensive game mm-hmm. for sure, just like the first matchup. It's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. And – uh would you say he's probably number one Heisman candidate? Um, I I would. It'd be between him and Tua, wouldn't it be? I mean, I haven't actually seen a list, but to me, those two should be very near the top in my mind because we'll talk about Tua in a bit, but I'm also pretty fond of him. What do you think? Is there anybody else you'd, you'd see Kyler trying to? Uh, I've just Beat heard Kyler. Everybody just raving about Kyler, and okay. I think mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to be the number one guy. Yeah, for the Heisman. Yep, especially if he gets another win here during crunch time. Yeah, probably would. Yeah, big game. That will help him out quite a bit, especially yeah. right before the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, talking about Alabama. The SEC championship game has Alabama and Georgia, as most of you know, number one Alabama at twelve and zero versus number four Georgia at eleven and one. I have been waiting all year for this game <laughs> since the end of the championship game. Ugh. Yeah, Georgia looked like they were going to win it, and Alabama came back and won. 
Was that, that uh, was with Tua, wasn't it? Tua yes, came in at it was. Half? Is that right? So he came, okay. Yeah, he came in. This is when he started to shine. Yeah. He came in, brought him back mm-hmm. to victory. The start of a star. <laughs> yeah. Who do you got winning this game? I have Oklahoma winning this game. Uh, not... Oh my gosh. I've got Alabama winning this game. Uh, again, it's all about the quarterback, in my opinion, maybe not as much as the NFL, but Tua, I don't know how to say his last name, but Tua also has a QBR in 95, and that is a very impressive season. Uh, Jason keeps telling me he hasn't even been in on the fourth quarter. He probably has been by now, but my gosh, he's lighting the world on a fire on his own. Having one of the best seasons ever for a quarterback, probably top 10, I would say, if not top five. Uh, We'll see how this season ends for him, but uh, it's quite impressive. And I have no reason to go against Alabama. They haven't lost this year. They're always a powerhouse. I got to go with Alabama. Well, it helps that your defense gets you the ball quickly. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well. Mm You know, uh, Georgia also has a pretty good sophomore quarterback and Jake Fromm as well. Uh, uh, deep down, I'm going for Georgia, but uh, I think Alabama's going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to go against them. Actually, Jake Fromm is third in QBR this season at 86.1, which is very, very good in its own right. Just not one of the top two quarterbacks. Man, these quarterbacks keep getting better and better, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that I guess, yeah, that's going to be a really fun one to watch. Uh, and Fromm's only a sophomore, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which Tua probably is Tua a sophomore as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're both sophomores. So, yeah, that's that's really really cool. Uh, enough about Bama. Let's uh, talk up to the Big Ten championship game. 21st ranked Northwestern versus number six, Ohio State. Ohio State's 11 and 1. Northwestern is 8 and 4. Uh, yeah, I've got Ohio State. I was impressed mightily by their huge win over Michigan in their previous game. And I think they're on a roll. So I have no reason to go against them in this one. What do you think? Uh, yeah, Ohio State as well. They stayed alive last week. Uh, it was a big win, very important. Um, if they get another big win, they and it kind of depends on the Oklahoma Texas game. If that one's kind of tight and they win big here, they might jump them. Mm-hmm. And then the last conference championship game we want to talk about is the Dr. Pepper, oh, I mean, uh, the ACC championship game sponsored by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, we got number two, Clemson, who's 12-0 and 0, versus Pittsburgh, who is 7-5. and 5. Um, Any reason to go against Clemson here, Kurt? Uh, before before I, uh, you must have some Dr. Pepper on your mind. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I, I th- Jordan's infected me. He's a big Dr. Pepper lover, and I just, uh, those commercials, I guess, are finally get to me (laughs) yeah yeah i got dr pepper in my mind (laughs) awesome must be thirsty thirsty for something i'm picking clemson clemson and i think it's gonna be actually it's gonna be a blowout that's Mm -hmm. what i think yeah i haven't seen either team play this year 
don't watch a lot of college ball, but uh, I I have no reason to think that Clemson is going to falter in any way in this game either. Yeah, they they just really haven't struggled this year. I mean, I, it could be the, just the teams that they're playing this year, mm-hmm. but they've been kind of cruising along. Yeah, yeah. So also have a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's. Uh, we just heard from the playoff rankings just tonight, right before we recorded. Kurt, you want to give us a quick rundown on the playoff rankings? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just this evening, the uh, college football rankings came out for the playoffs. Uh, Alabama's number one, Clemson's number two, Notre Dame's number three, number four is Georgia, number five is Oklahoma. How do you think those top five look? Uh, honestly, I was very curious at number five, who was, well, what, first off, I guess number three, Notre Dame, I was not surprised, but I maybe disagree a little bit with that ranking, thinking they could be a couple spots lower fighting for that last spot being undefeated and all. Uh, but really it was the five spot between Oklahoma and, uh, Ohio state, which is number six. I thought the big win versus Michigan would put Ohio State ahead of Oklahoma, but I was mistaken. So, what were your thoughts? Anything different than that? Um, I can't really disagree with it. I see what you're saying with Notre Dame, but since they're undefeated, kind of leave them there. If they lost one game, I don't see them in the top five mm-hmm. or six. Yeah, but. Uh, since they're undefeated, I see them up there. Their schedule, you know, the they played a lot of big names, but those big names just didn't have that great of season. So, I I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Jason would be angry. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the rest of the list is. Ohio State, number six, number seven, Michigan, number eight, UCF, number nine, Florida, number 10, LSU. So uh, off air, we were talking about, I told you, it's like really the top eight are are the ones that matter. But um, I kind of wish UCF was up higher. I know they were thinking they lost their – quarterback and Mm -hmm. their schedule's not as good but they're undefeated this is the second year in a row that they're undefeated give them some love yeah what do you think their ranking would have been if they had a healthy quarterback do you think it would be much higher maybe one spot really that sucks yeah Yeah. i mean i i don't they just need one team one quality team to play, and then I think they they could be up there pretty high. UCF and Notre Dame should have played. Yeah. Pre-playoff, just be like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did beat Auburn last year in wow. that bowl game. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, they can beat those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just need the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, we dissected it a bit. Do we want to go over our top four teams? Oh yes, for the playoffs, who we think 
will make the playoffs after these conference games, uh, how the first four will be. I've got Alabama winning, of course, so they'd be number one. Clemson winning, sticking them at number two. Notre Dame not playing a game, so I guess if the committee says they're number three, they're probably going to be number three. And then at number four, since Georgia lost to Alabama, they slide down. I have Oklahoma and Ohio State at next two up, and I think Ohio State should be there at number four and that they will be there at number four, even though they're ranked behind Oklahoma at this point. But I think the Texas-Oklahoma game is going to be pretty close, and I think that Ohio State, as we kind of mentioned, is going to beat up on Northwestern and make it no doubt. And I think that game combined with the dominant Michigan game or what did they like double their points? Yeah, it was it was sixty two to thirty nine. So I think that's a dominant win versus a number four team at that time, and to win their championship game by you know twenty or thirty points as well. I think that could be enough to push them ahead of Oklahoma, who is also playing a tough team, but maybe keeps it a lot closer. So those are my top yeah. four. Would you say maybe Ohio State could be number three and Notre Dame could be number four just because based on teams they played? I think that should be the case. But unless Ohio State completely demolishes Northwestern by 50, I'm going to guess no, that Notre Dame is safe at number three. But that's just me. (laughs) I want to hear your picks, your top four. All right. So I got Alabama as number one. They deserve that spot if they win. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, number two. They deserve that spot if they win. Um, Notre Dame at number three and Oklahoma at number four. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ohio State's going to jump them because <laughs> – Oklahoma lost to Texas, who was ranked at the time. And that's and it's a rival game. And I think if they beat Texas again, that's that's pretty big. It's gonna be hard for Ohio State to jump them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's gonna be yeah. If if it happens the way we say it's going to happen, that's going to be a very intriguing number four spot for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's going to cause some drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, eight teams solve yeah. all problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking so, beforehand a bit. If we saw Bama lose. And we are also talking Oklahoma and Ohio State lose. So was that what we were talking about? Yes. Um, Oklahoma looks a little bit more realistic than Ohio State. But, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe what if Ohio State lost? Yeah. What know, would the yeah. scenarios be? Let's see. So Georgia winning would keep them in the top four for sure. Yeah. I think Clemson would move up number one. Mm-hmm. And Georgia, I would think, probably go to number two. Yeah, and jump Notre Dame. Yep. And maybe even Notre Dame drop down a spot in Alabama. 
That's true. Yeah, but is there any reason to see Alabama yeah. dropping out? No, not if not if everybody else loses. Yeah. Now let's say o- Oklahoma and Ohio State both won. Mm-hmm. That's and where you get kind of. Yeah, who gets that what, four seed? What do you do? Essentially. Yeah. Because, I mean. Or does that, uh, is there any way, I think we talked about it, There's is there any way Notre Dame falls out in that scenario? There's I don't no, know. Is there any way that Oklahoma or Ohio State leapfrog Notre Dame? I, I said I didn't think so. I don't think so either, just because yeah. they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, audience. I don't think we're talking about Notre Dame as a bad team. Just we're not quite as high on them as some of these other really they, good teams. If they're, they just haven't had the schedule like these yeah. other teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll prove it's themselves. Not, it's not their fault. Yeah, not their fault. But yeah, yeah. I I think if Georgia beats Alabama, I think Alabama stays in, just because that's a number one versus a number four yeah. game. Yeah, and if it's tight, uh, it's for sure gonna stay. But if it's a blowout, mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody gets injured, like that could have a factor in it too. Yeah, I will say I hadn't paid a lot of attention to college football like this before, but just I can see now how after looking into this a little bit, how the playoffs really add a lot of intrigue to this stuff heading into bowl season. I think yeah. it's a really nice addition. I was actually, when I when they first talked about it, I was not very excited about it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the bowl games. I, sure. mean, I like the... That. The seeding. Just because growing up, yeah. I would have like so much time on my hands and I would just sit and watch a bowl game every night during <laughs> Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But these playoff games have been so exciting these past years that yeah. I kind of like it and I kind of yeah. want them to expand on it. Yeah. And Especially to be fair, this year. Yeah. This year, it would be easy. You, I mean, the top eight, it's clear that they would go in. Yep. Yep. I mean – Florida and LSU at nine and ten are lost three games, so they would be out. Yeah, I mean it is good to recognize that Notre Dame being undefeated and not have a conference game definitely giving a really solid chance to be in the playoffs to play for that big game. So it is working in some aspects. So something different this year: the Big Twelve, which helps Oklahoma because. They now have a championship yeah. game this year. Yeah, that that's too. new. Yeah. So in the years past, that would that would hurt them because they wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah. Because of that. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So maybe that does hurt Notre Dame not being able to play. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Definitely a lot of intrigue. Well, I think we've covered the uh, conference championships and playoff rankings pretty well. Uh, there was one more thing we wanted to cover, or really Kurt wanted to cover, uh, kind of fitting a little bit with our practice squad theme. Uh, but, uh, yeah, some uh, some unknown team that I've just heard about. So I want Kurt, 
Sell us on your unknown team. I want to hear about it. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Um, I've been itching to talk about this. I haven't been able to come on this podcast in a while. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to talk about this team. And luckily, they're still going. I didn't think they would go this far, but they're still going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you may have never heard of this team if you haven't lived in Kansas. But uh, this unknown team is Kansas Westland Coyotes. They're from Salina, Kansas, my hometown. <laughs> I didn't go to college there. Didn't yeah. go to college there. But that is my hometown. Yeah. Uh, they are NAIA school. Uh, they also play in the KCAC conference. They are currently 13 and 0. They won their first playoff game in program history. They play this Saturday against Benedictine College, also a Kansas school. The winner of this game gets to go to Daytona Beach. Wouldn't you want to go to Daytona? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been over there before. That'd be pretty cool. Especially to be on a team that gets to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And that is for the national championship. That's awesome. Yeah. So Austin, I know you like some stats. Oh, I sure do. <laughs> so I got I got a few for you. All right. And they're pretty crazy too. So they average fifty points a game. They have scored 70 points four times. I'm actually let me rephrase that. They scored over 70 points four times. <laughs> I think they had one game that was in the 80s. Jeez. Those are basketball scores. That'd be one heck of a game to watch if you were rooting for that team. <laughs> Jeez. So I have two players to highlight that I'm pretty excited to talk about. Yeah. Marco Pruitt is the starting running back. He has rushed for 2,255 yards and 35 rushing touchdowns. He also has 412 reception yards and three reception touchdowns. That is 38 touchdowns in 13 <laughs> games. Gosh. He leads the nation in rushing yards and touchdowns. That's nuts. And that got me intrigued to look up some of the stats to go off of that. So I was like, first off, who or what's the record and can this can we relate this to the NFL at all? So first off, is this the record? It is not the record yet. Uh in twenty fourteen, a running back by the name of Brandon Wegher, uh I'm not sure how to say his name, from Morningside uh college or university, which is in Iowa, he had two thousand six hundred and ten yards rushing, uh, which is crazy. He also had 43 rushing touchdowns, if I'm reading this correctly, in the NAIA website. So that's crazy. And Brandon Wegher actually made his way to the NFL for a short time. In 2015, he was on the Carolina Panthers roster, as far as I could tell. Just was only active one game. He was mo- he didn't suit up most games. But he made that team, and then in 2016, he made the Rams practice squad. So... He actually was in the NFL for a short time. So that gives a little promise to DeMarco Pruitt. But immediately when I read the stats on DeMarco Pruitt, I was like, I remember another guy from this conference that made it to the NFL. And that was 
Derek Ward, a running back, most notably probably for the New York Giants between 2004 and 2008. He was actually in the NFL for about seven or eight years. He was at Fresno State for a couple of years, transferred to Ottawa, which is in Kansas for his final year in 2013. And at that point, he set the NAIA record for rushing yards in a single season with 2,061 yards with 28 touchdowns. So, if he can do it from this conference, and DeMarco Pruitt has more yards and touchdowns, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, than uh, Derek Ward, who was in the NFL for a long time, was the starting running back for the Giants for a while. This is a, this is a name that could show up in the draft process this, this uh, next year. So, I'm really intrigued by this guy. I'm glad you brought him up, Kurt. All the props go to you. I just uh, wanted to point that out and just completely sidetrack you. But you can go back and talk about your second player. He could also be on the podcast next year as a practice squad player. That's if he doesn't go. He's a junior right now. Mm. That means he could be a senior next year. Just think what stats he could put up next year, too. Jeez, break that record next year. Yeah. Wow. All right, my next guy. Love his name. Shaq Bradford. That sounds like a defensive lineman. <laughs> That's because he is. He's a starting defensive lineman. He has 21 and a half sacks this year. And one of those games, he had six and a half sacks. He also has 34 tackles for a loss. He ranks number one in sacks and tackles for a loss in the nation. Jeez. That's impressive for a small guy. He's only 5'10". 219. That's a small D lineman. Yeah. It is worth mentioning that this team knows how to face adversity. Both of their playoff wins have been comeback victories. This is a well deserved shout out for the Coyotes, and good luck to them this weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll be sure to shout out to them on Twitter. Yeah. They deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to watch them. I, I did not know that. All right. Well, that has been our college exclusive episode for the Practice Squad podcast. That was kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it was. It's nice to just kind of focus on one level of football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably be back to the NFL next week or maybe a mixture of both. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're we're enjoying it as we go. Find what we want to do. We're amateurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, tweeted us or whatever you want to do to get our attention. Maybe we'll find out what you want to do. But uh... <laughs> good work today, fellas. Let's hit the showers. With that, I will have to sadly end this episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Practice Guys. We're on Facebook, the Practice Squad Podcast. Uh, Jordan has been updating posts uh, took a little break during vacation but no biggie uh, he's been going at those pretty strong so check it out uh, for our podcast which is on iTunes, SoundCloud Google Podcasts Jordan sends out those links through Twitter and Facebook we've also got a YouTube channel uh, the Practice Squad Podcast look for our green logo we've got some blind trading fantasy football edition 
if you like trading, if you like fantasy football, if you like a little bit of gambling, go check it out. Uh, we have a really good time, and we've got five episodes up. Uh, uh, our website is practice-squad.wixsite.com slash podcast. Kurt has done an excellent job putting that together. We've got our blogs up there. We've got our uh, most of our podcasts up there. I need to do a better job of getting them to Kurt. Uh, but go check that out. We got a few articles. Uh, Jordan has been doing some dig dug diaries talking about football and life. So if you're somebody that likes that, go check it out. Uh, is there anything else, Kurt? It's been great. It's been great. I hope to see you next week, Kurt. I'm excited to be back. I hope I can be back too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're getting closer to the end of the season. Yeah, it's getting exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of pumped up. Yeah, lots of good football games coming up, so we're gonna be there. Hopefully, you guys are too. So we will see you next week. Second floor, second, second floor, 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 second